This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And for anyone that's been following with our company's journey here at Reminder Media. Grab your tissues. Grab your tissues. Oh, wait a minute. We're going to get into that first. Oh, I thought that's where you were going. That's not where I was going. <laughs> we do have an announcement to make, though. It's, it doesn't require tissues, anybody. But we did want to let everyone know that producer Ariel has moved on to social media manager, Ariel, and yep. she is taking on a, a larger team now here. Yeah, a larger role. In the organization the, yeah. and a larger role. It's kind role. of sad. It's like she's leaving us, but not. Yeah, and but the good news is we've hired a new team member. So we have Ethan here. Is it producer Ethan? Have we made the, have we, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Ariel's ready to, yeah, to give, to give that mean, title I, producer. I will no. always be producer Ariel. <laughs> Today, in, in assistant hearts, producer yes, uh, assistant Ethan. When we come producer. back, yeah. maybe producer <laughs> Ethan. But this will be Ariel's official, well, second, this is our, we're recording two episodes in a row. It's so one of the hardest things about studio. growth is that nothing's going to remain the same. We were all excited whenever, you know, Ariel took on this new role and, and brought Ethan on. And then we're like, it like took us a minute to realize, like, oh wait, it means you won't be here with us. Yeah, they were like, what do you mean you're recordings? not going to be recording with us? I was like, that's kind of the point of us hiring another podcast. So you producer. have produced over <clears throat> three hundred of these episodes. At yeah, this point, I started right? with episode one hundred. That's amazing. Yeah, and this is going to be three ninety two. Two hundred and ninety two episodes. Crazy. I should have just like read it you. out until four hundred, so Very I could have much. like an even three hundred. Yeah. Make sure to send in your love to Ariel, producer Ariel at Stay Paid Podcast. And thank you for trying to make me look more tan. That's been my <laughs> one. The only feedback I get from Luke is always make me look more tan. <laughs> it's I, been I, my dream my whole life. <laughs> well, what I was going to mention uh, about the journey, so. Yeah. <laughs> both, yeah. Both Ariel's journey and Reminder Me's journey. You may have noticed that we've uh, launched a brand new magazine recently, Business in Action. So it's a great tool for anyone who's looking to stay in touch with uh, people in like a business to business scenario. If you're working with business owners, I know we have like a lot of people in commercial real estate. We have uh, attorneys, you know, sending yeah. it to uh, companies and to businesses. Great tool to stay in touch with those people because the content's super relevant to them. It's super high quality, just like all of our magazines. But the reason I bring it up is because in the debut issue, uh, which you can get a sample of on our website, or you can go to Reminder Me media.com slash branded dash magazines. We feature an article from you, Luke, yes. on the four pillars of leadership. Dun, dun, dun. And this came up recently because in a talk that you were giving, you were recalling a time in our company's yeah. history where we had lost 17, we had 17 people quit on us within yeah. a matter of two weeks. And it brought back up this idea. And we wanted to revisit it. The idea of these four pillars of leadership and what you can be doing. And, and I think that what you said in the message to me was if we had followed these. Yeah, if I would have been better have at this. them, we probably wouldn't have had 17 people quit. I was speaking at a dental conference and they asked me, they, they basically, you know, you want to give value to the audience. And they were like, can you tell us a story or tell us <laughs> something that really taught you a valuable lesson? And I was like, well, I had 17 employees quit on me within two weeks. That was kind of a <laughs> shocking moment. I, I forget. Do you remember how many employees we had at the time? Probably 200, right? Oh, I don't think we had maybe not even two hundred, maybe one. I don't know, one sixty, maybe. Yeah, but it was a significant <clears throat> amount. They they all were in the sales um, category. So yeah. what what happened was, you know, it's always when it rains it pours, mm -hmm. right? So we were at a time in our business we had tried to expand offices. Yep. It wasn't working out. Um, it wasn't uh, fulfilling what we needed. We weren't growing at the rate we needed to. Yep. And everybody knows this: if you're not growing, you're dying. And the problem we faced, and maybe you face this today, is that you look at the system you've built and you're like, it is successful. You're getting 70%, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. 
But you know in your heart, you're like, we're not truly doing what I believe we should be doing. But if you get in there, you could get less than 70% if you change the system that's getting you 70%. Right. So you're really faced with a predicament of like, do you actually believe in the vision mm -hmm. you have for the organization, the vision you have for that team? And I realized at that moment, it was like we were faced, and we've gone through this so many times. You and I have gone through this rodeo with our other partners in crimes here. It's like, we constantly end up at this choice where it's like, we know what we're doing right now can be better. Yeah. And the people that are doing it don't believe us. <laughs> so we got to get in there and shake it up. And in this scenario, it was, we didn't have excellent, like performance metrics that were standards of excellence. Yeah. So we called them our minimum performance requirements. We were allowing it to be too free on the sales floor. And we didn't have minimum performance requirements. Now, I know that seems really simple in theory, in business. Like, yeah, of course, you got to hold people to 200 dials a day and certain sales and certain scriptings and all this stuff. But that was a big leap for us to go, we're going to enforce this, enforce yeah. this new script, enforce these new standards. And when we did that, what happened? So we made the choice, hey, we're going to enforce these standards. Yeah. And 17 people quit. We had a similar <clears throat> conversation just, just the other day. Ariel was on that on that meeting. We were talking about how when we enforced like time tracking, like a very similar situation where it was rolled out in a way that maybe didn't do some of these things that we're going to talk about in terms of setting the vision for your team and then getting in alongside of them. Yeah. And, you know, there we, there wasn't like an exodus or anything, but we did have, you know, as Ariel put it, some people felt some certain way. Yeah. Or, she, or <laughs> yeah, I guess you said, some, you, said you, you felt a way. I felt, I felt some type of way. <laughs> and that's some why, type of way. <laughs> Ariel's moving on. That's the real issue. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, obviously that comes a lot from being able to set that vision, help people understand what we're trying to achieve. So why yeah. don't we kind of jump in from yeah, there? Yeah, four pillars. Number it, one is to leaders have to set a vision. Have yeah. to set a vision. And here's the thing about the vision. You have to set the vision in the way we always explain it. You have to set a vision big enough for other people to achieve their vision with inside yes. your vision. Ed Milet yep. says it the best. You have to be evangelical about it. But when I think about the vision, when it applies to this example I'm giving, is you have to believe in your vision so much that you're willing to go out on the limb where nobody else is. Mm. And you're willing to push and make changes in the business that the people who are doing it right now won't believe in. But the job of a leader, and I forget if it was Winston Churchill that said this, is to take people to places they don't even believe they can achieve. Mm. And it's like, you have to set a vision and believe in that so much that you're willing to change for that vision, yeah. even when you're getting 70%, right? Right, right? And so that was a huge piece going, okay, I got to set this vision. And that leads to the second pillar, yeah. which is you got to inspire people to the vision. And inspiring to people to the vision is just, it's not just rah, rah. It's really the why. Yeah. It's really like telling people like, well, I lost 17 people because I, I wasn't strong enough in the vision setting for them. And then when I rolled out these, these changes, I didn't inspire them enough to the why of why we were doing this. Yeah. And, I, and I had already lost, right? When you, when you have allowed something to go on and you haven't done a good job from the beginning, chances are you're probably going to have to face the consequences of that, yeah. which is you've already lost. But I didn't inspire them to understand the why behind what we were doing and how it affected them, yeah. not just us. So you're, there's your vision that you're setting. And the goal of a leader is to set a big enough vision that other people that work for them or work with them to achieve that vision can achieve the vision for their own life. Then you inspire people to that, which is making sure they understand the why every single day of how it impacts them and how they can achieve their vision. And when they achieve their vision, they help the company achieve its vision. And you constantly reverberate that and, and reiterate that. And I think the mistake that a lot of companies make, I don't know if you feel the same way, is they put their vision on paper and that's where it stops. Mm. 
So it's like they just write it on a wall. They they put it on some brochures. They don't live it. Yeah. And and I have realized this as we've grown as an organization is when you're when you're small, you devalue simplicity. Mm. The bigger and bigger I get, the more and more I realize, no, no, it is about just saying the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. When you're small, you're thinking it should be something magical, something mm-hmm. f- like fairy tale. It's, it's like, you know, I got to be creative. I got to, no, no, no. Just every meeting, reiterate the vision. Yeah. Every decision you make, reiterate the vision. And if you do those small little things in every, it, put it into how you discipline people, put it into well, how you reward people. And not just reiterating it, but actually showing, giving people a path, like being able to show them how they can achieve their vision within that vision, actually helping them understand Walk what through that step means by step. And becoming the best, you know, they can be. And that's tough for managers because a lot of times you, you know what needs to be done. So you're default or, or you sort of slip into this this role of saying well just do it like here i need you to do this this is what you're this is what you're doing now yeah. it's like uh chloe's uh, my daughter's going she's she's having to go through this process of deciding what she wants to do i'm like oh my gosh she's in eighth grade Whew. but you know she's taking That's these a lot tests of pressure in school and they're giving grade. her you know a personality uh whatever uh, surprisingly her one of her personality traits is investigative oh, she wow. wants to be investigative so i think she takes after old man there but um <laughs> What, so she like managers keep coming up in my in my results, and she's like, I think I could do that. I think I could be a manager. I can tell people what to do. <laughs> that's that's part of management. But you know, as a leader, you know, you want to be able to actually help people become the best version of themselves, yes. the best person that they can be. Yes. And in order to make it a win win for the organization, you want that to be aligned with what the company yeah. wants to achieve as well. That's well said, and it leads really well to like the third pillar. So the first is you set the vision. Second is you inspire every single day to that vision. And then the third is you have to walk with people in the vision. Yeah. And maybe you've heard the term servant leadership. It's a great way to describe it. But the best way to be able to inspire people to a vision is get beside them in it. Mm-hmm. And so if I think about what could we have done better is when we rolled out these standards of excellence, getting beside them and showing them how possible the standards of excellence are and how minimal they actually are in a way. Yeah. But instead of just enforcing them, like literally modeling for them, it's not that we weren't holding ourselves accountable, but we weren't doing the same job, if that makes sense. So when you're a lot of times a sales manager, you're not making the calls anymore like your sales employees. And I remember my brother, when he had four people walk out on him, you know, one of the things that re-energized his team and I had learned this lesson. So I gave him that advice and I said, you need to get in there and you need to do the job with them. And you need to show them every single day. You show up every single day. You make more calls than them. You go on more listing appointments. You do all these things and it re-energized the team and the magic it brought back to the team was incredible. Right. And the reason why is because they realized that, oh yeah, he is in it. Like he is living and breathing the same thing and he's willing to dig the ditch just like me. He's not making me do something that he's not willing to do. Yeah. Fourth principle then is obviously if you're setting the vision, you're, um, you're, you're inspiring people towards that vision, mm-hmm. then you're holding them, uh, or excuse me, you are walking with them in that vision. Then you also need to be able to hold yourself accountable to showing up and doing that, but also holding that holding others accountable. This is where everybody falls down. Mm -hmm. They first don't hold themselves accountable and they don't hold their people accountable because they're everybody naturally starts off being a relational leader. And I loved what John Cheplak said about this. You get the privilege of holding people accountable, not from your title, but from your 
ability to bridge and build a relationship with the person. Mm. So it is natural to start out as a relational leader. You won't respect me holding you accountable. Ariel won't respect someone holding her accountable. If there's no relationship there, if there's no trust there, you have to have that. But where people fall down is they're all relational and it becomes a friendship yeah. and it becomes just about you know, hey, you know, we're trying to have this kumbaya feeling. We're trying to have this nice feeling. Well, guess what? The best teams, iron sharpens iron type idea. Like you have to have some clinking and clacking and, and some sparks flying for it to be good. Uh, Patrick Lancioni, or however you pronounce his last name, wrote that book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And he talks about healthy conflict mm -hmm. as being one of the biggest things you need. Well, when you think about accountability, why don't you hold people accountable? You don't First want conflict. Off, yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> want conflict. And second, you have no integrity with yourself. You know deep inside, ah, I'm not really doing that. You know deep right. inside, I wouldn't want someone to do, you know, hold me accountable. So you naturally don't have integrity with yourself, which bleeds out into who you're leading. And then second is you're like, ah, I'd rather avoid the conflict. Well, and you fall into this trap that we had. I don't know if this podcast will come out after the John Miller interview where he he has he wrote the book Question Behind the Question. Oh, yeah, the OBO. You uh, fall into that. Yeah, QBQ. You fall QBO. into that trap <laughs> the OBO. of the OBO. <laughs> I was just on an Ameriprise call and it was OBO. So that's why I was on my mind. This podcast comes out literally directly after that. Oh, fantastic. Timing. So, Perfect I mean, timing. go back and listen to that interview if you're only checking in for the silver dollars because he talks about this exact same thing, that, that leaders fall into this trap of of blaming. Yeah. And that actually is a, a way of victim thinking where it's why aren't they doing what I'm asking them to do? Why aren't they hitting their goals? Why isn't my team doing X, Y, Z versus what can I do to get in there and understand what they're dealing with? Yep. What can I do to help be part of the solution as opposed to just falling into this, this trap of, of blaming? Yeah. Others? And can I say like, here's how I would wrap up for everybody. The message I would want you to receive from this is that we could have been better and should have been better and hopefully are better now. But I would make that decision all day long. I would lose those 17 people all day long again. And I want to make sure everybody understands that as an entrepreneur because it's been a defining thing in my journey here and my experience of realizing, hey, you have to believe in the vision enough mm -hmm. to where you're willing to shake the tree. And if you're not willing to do that, you'll never grow. I shouldn't have lost those 17 people because I should have been better at setting that from the beginning, better at setting the vision, but I'd go through it again yep. all day long because our company came out the other side, we dipped and we grew. And how do you actually build anything? It's like a hockey stick. It dips and then it shoots up. It's like a staircase. You go up and then you flatline a little bit. Then you go up again, you flatline a little bit. And the reality is, is the only way to get through those flat lines, right? That, that stair to get to the next stair is you've got to shake the tree. You got to do something different. You got to cause change and momentum. And people are scared to do that because they know they'll have to go back we got to go back to go forward. There you go. Hashtag shake the tree. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes, the video of this episode. And if you're looking for more content like that, then maybe to send out to your clients in a magazine. Luke features an article, every issue in business in action. You can get a sample of that at remindermedia.com slash branded dash magazines. We'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. And it has all four of our branded publications over there. If you're interested in supporting the show, two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is just to tell a friend, share this episode with somebody or share it on your social media. I mix things up today. Maybe because I knew it was an end of an era or something. I wanted to change. I wanted to change something. You're like making that. me emotional. We did a, um, we did a, uh, my kids and I did like this little 
Alice in Wonderland adventure thing over the weekend. So they had these riddles. So here's one of the riddles. Let's okay. see if you guys can solve Ooh, okay. it. Okay. All right. This is fun. Uh, what can travel around the world while staying in a corner? You can hear the background of people outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. A stamp. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Did you guys solve that? Chat in. We did. Yeah. That, good for you. Chat that's in. Impressive. And uh, or comment on the YouTube video if you saw that. If, if you, you, if got you knew that. the answer, but don't worry, uh, I didn't give up dad jokes entirely. Uh, I don't know if you re- knew this, but I I used to be. There's a little bit of background about myself. I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, <laughs> right? Okay. Right, but then I turned myself around. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that was if, a great one. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at reminderme.com or you can find us on Instagram. We're at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Your action item is what tree do you need to shake up first in your life and then second in your business? You know what it is. You can think of it right now. It's popping into your mind and you've just been scared to deal with it. Deal with it. You might have to dip. But to get that hockey stick growth, you got to do it. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 